Welcome back to Highly Suspect, a Star Wars story by Bad Form Podcast. I'm your host and game master, Ben Frisch. Sorry, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I thought your mic exploded. (laughs) Nope. Uh, And uh, welcome to episode two of Highly Suspect. All right. So we're all still here again. Hi, guys. Hi. Oh, hey, what's up? Um, before we begin, I want to talk about the last episode of Clone Wars and how upset and mad I am. Uh, we can't because I haven't seen it yet. Okay, well, that's fine. All you need to know is that in that episode, Marg Krim is still alive by the time Order 66 is probably about to happen. So I'm going to have to figure something out. I'm going to need a refresher on that one. Oh, oh, the king. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Tezka Krim's husband. So, so I think uh, are they just like? Eh. Well, Who no. Cares? I mean, they were they were gone in Dark Disciples, so they just say that like, hey, listen, they're ch- changing some things up a little bit. He does tell them to go into hiding, so you know that might work. Maybe he was hiding from his wife. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but True love. Either way, I was a little bit upset. And also, uh, Colin, sorry you haven't seen it, but. They also showed one other character who kind of throws off my plans a little bit. So we'll we'll work around it. Who that? Dryden Voss is in that episode. Yeah, just as a Paul Bettany brief cameo. Huh? How's he Mm -hmm. look? It's through like a hollow and far away. So like you really just can't get a good look at him. It's just like a vaguely blonde British-looking man in a suit. (laughs) Good. Let's just talk about what happened in the last episode. Uh, Dua joined the group. Dua yeah, joined Dua the joined the group, and uh, he is trying to prove something to us. I think. Um, I Dua wants to be useful, but you know, it's it's kind of tough. Like I having to watch a Sith Inquisitor ram a lightsaber through his brother's chest like a week ago, and then also being in a coma for a while. Probably. Oh, is know, that what happened? Yeah, don't you remember? Mar got <laughs> stabbed through the chest, and then Dua tried to fight the guy, and then you shot Dua, so he passed out. Pretty smooth. And uh, Garrick and I went off to the bar. Uh, you went yeah. to go meet a old Gar friend, Vail. actually. We initially started off to go to a bar, and then we met an old uh, friend. We're, we're, we're starting back as you guys are going to walk into Garvale's place. That's right. Cool. So you guys were going to meet Garvale. Cass's old friend, well, Hosk's old gun runner buddy. Um, if you remember, Garvale does like you because he felt bad that you were kind of subjected to the life that Hosk put you in. Um, Dua was going to go get parts for the ship to go fix it. And uh, Garrick was just there. <laughs> just, just there, like usual. Just there. And also um, remember that Tezka... You guys don't like her anymore or something. And uh, <laughs> she gave you 46,000 credits. All right. And also the coordinates and transmission codes to find a man who calls himself the guest. Ah, uh, yes, the guest. And a guest is a creature on Rhodia that hides under the water and eats things as it passes, as they pass. Oh. Okay. So you guys are split up right now. Let's uh, start with Cass and Garrick. Uh, 
Garrick and Cass, you begin walking through the uh, market district and you walk down into this sort of recessed doorway of one of the many Duracrete buildings that sort of frame the market. And uh, there's no sign on the door. Uh, Cass, I, you probably only know it because the shop has been here since you were a kid. That makes sense. You step through and you see a human male. He's older, gray hair, beard down to the middle of his chest. Uh, what face you can see is sunburnt and kind of blistery. I want you to kind of picture a, a rugged, like, Donald Sutherland. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's already rugged enough. And he has a hollow map of the Dune Sea up that's taking up most of the shop and he's walking around kind of looking at different areas of it. The map is super detailed, like to the point to where you can even see like large bones poking out of the dunes. He hears footsteps and he realizes that someone's come in and he shuts the map off. Apologies. I I didn't hear the door. Are you here to purchase or you here for a contract? No, I think we're here to purchase. Okay. Well, I have a, Quite the selection here, and um, if you guys will refer to that list I gave you of weapons and armor. All right. Take your pick. Everything's competitively priced. Uh, let me let me ask you a question. I'm I'm looking for uh, some wrist rockets. <laughs> I got plenty of them. And he'll pull out a data pad with just a itemized list of any sort of launchable or grenade, and hand it to you. And on there, you see anti-armor, just regular explosive, flechette, incendiary, ion. And for every one of those, there's also a grenade counterpart. Ooh. I want those flechettes really bad. I'm assuming flechette is basically just like a shotgun out of the wrist. Since there's sure already is. like a explosive, I'm assuming, is anti-personnel. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What can you do about these flechettes for me? Very popular choice. Uh, only have five in stock currently. And what can you do for an old friend? And then I'm going to take my helmet off. He squints. You have to remember that it's probably been about ten years since he's seen you. And he's like, uh, I'm sorry, do I know you? You know me a bit. You probably know my father better. Uh, his name is Hosk. While we're at it, is Cass is looking pretty worse for wear. That's right? true. I got a big <laughs> like, old beard and some hair. You, you look rugged. The last time he saw you, you were probably like 15. <laughs> in the last couple weeks, you've been in, yeah, you've been in prison and then and shipwrecks multiple. Yeah. I don't even think I've actually shaved since the entire situation. <laughs> he squints and gets a little closer to you. He looks at the armor. He looks back at your face and just goes, by the maker. Cass. And he dusts himself off and comes around to give you a handshake. <laughs> is it just you or is Hosk hiding somewhere? Nah, no. Hosk is gone. It's just me and the little guy here. Well, that's probably for the best. And old bastard only brings trouble with him anyway. Yeah, uh, last I heard he has a giant ship. Well, what are you doing on Tatooine then? Oh, uh, one of our ships, uh, it got busted up, so we gotta get it fixed. So we thought we'd stop by here and pick up some goods while we were around. Well, either way, it's good to see you. 
As, as you can see, not much has changed. I actually haven't been able to keep up with the orders since getting hired by the mining guild. Well, I'm really much interested in these uh, planchettes, and uh, how much would that cost me for them? For you? 500 apiece. And I'll even modify your wrist launcher there so you can use them. Sounds like a deal to me. Garrick, do you need anything? I'm overlooking at the armor. Yeah, how about you, my friend? What are, what are we looking at? Uh, tell me about these. Well, we got steel skin armor. It's going to be a lot of protection. It's going to be a little heftier. A little bit more expensive. But as you can see on it, it's modifiable. You can put about whatever you want on it. Now, the Protector 1, not so much in the way of armor, but comes with a light projectile shield attachment on it. Easily modifiable and uh, also comes with a helmet. I look at the helmet. What do you want the helmet to look like? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like a Samus, but with ears. Like, the ears come out of the helmet, or they have... I I imagine the ears poke out. Okay, yeah, so you get little little slots where they just... We'll say it's, uh... You're graphite and gold still, right, Cass? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All day, every day. We'll have the graphite in there, but we'll have, like, a... Like a lime green glow for the visor. And I guess oh. it can't be Samus's, because then it looks like a Mandalorian. That's true. So it'll just be... A horizontal visor. No no vertical thing to it. With those colors? Graphite gold, lime green visor? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. What do you think? I'll take one of those and then I'll uh, take one of the steel skins the, the size of a small boy. <laughs> you, like you small? No, no. Lar- <laughs> larger than me. Um, maybe a, a large girl, actually. <laughs> well, the benefit of the steel skin is it actually adapts to your body. I have protector ones fitted for Jawas, but that shouldn't be too far off your size. They wear this under the the cloak? <laughs> maybe there's like special bounty hunting Jawas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> God, I hope those, don't, those aren't real. <laughs> I don't ask, I just sell. Fair enough, we appreciate that as much as the next guy. Well, I can have those out here in a minute. Cass, is there anything else you'd like? Uh, ben, can I have? Can I actually ask you a question personally and not like the, the guy just yet? On the Precision X marksman rifle, um, mm-hmm. is that a light or a heavy range? Mm, let me check. My guess is going to be heavy. Yeah, that's what I was guessing. I was just making sure. And that harpoon launcher. <sighs> Sounds cool, too. It is going to be heavy. Damn it. Is everything else heavy? Do you think we should get Dua anything? Weaponry-wise? Sure. No. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I just think you are picking know. up the steel skin for Dua, right? Yeah. You're the only large girl-shaped person we have on the ship, so. That's true. Um, I think we just don't know his weapons preferences. So I think anything we get him might go to waste. That's also true, yeah. I'm going to get that marksman rifle. You're getting the marksman rifle? Yeah. And So we'll go back over it. You say, is there anything else I can get you? Yeah. Anything else I can get you? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take that precision X marksman rifle there, too. 
He turns around and sees it up like on the wall, like most gun stores have. And he, with two hands, grabs it. And as he pulls it off, you can tell how heavy it is. And he almost kind of drops it. And he puts it on the counter, takes the bipod out, flips it up. Well, it's not going to be cheap. How much are we talking? It's going to be 1500 Garrick, how much money do we have? 46000 Easy. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can either box it up or give you a sling. Let's do the sling. I can throw that in for free. And he connects it and it's all yours, friend. Now I'm going to put it across my back and look really cool with it. Um, Remind me which weapon I have currently. You have a Dragonite Reaper? Yeah. And, uh, and you also have your uh, special gun. Right. Which I guess we never named, did we? Nope. He also has a weapon attachment from the list that I think is pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I'll go look at those weapon attachments. He slings the strap on the Precision X rifle. And he sees you kind of looking through a glass uh, display case at a pistol handle and he's like I see you noticed the gene lock pistol grip yeah I sure have uh, what what does it look like is it like an attachment for the the handle yeah it's just it's a it's a basic hand guard that has a fingerprint reader on it and on the inside if you kind of like look under the case at it you can see a small incendiary just like a small little incendiary uh, explosive in the handguard. Mm, not far, but it will take off a hand. Okay. You read my mind. How much? 500. Easy. Sold. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't trust my skills enough to put it on for you. So you'll have to get it attached or attach it yourself. And uh, don't let your friends grab your guns. <laughs> they know not to already. I <laughs> gesture at Cass. Cass, go ahead and give me your, uh, launch, your wrist launcher there, and I'll go ahead and make it compatible with the flechettes. How's that sound? All right. I hand that over. And oh, uh, he just starts doing some light tinkering. He opens up the brace and starts replacing a few parts in there. Um, well, now that you're loaded up, are you uh, are you leaving for a job? Um, we're uh, really not sure. Our line of work, you, you just kind of got to be ready. It's right? constantly changing, honestly. You never know what tools you'll need. He's still tinkering away. You got something you need done? As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> I got this mining guild contract, right? Right. I was contracted to create a sonic emitter that would only affect Tuscans and their Banthas. The goal being to carve out a safe trail through the Dune Sea in which the mining guild could use. A couple days back, one of my hires left to test it out. It hasn't returned. So I need the readings on that emitter to help finish my test. I was in the process of looking for someone to retrieve it, but you two look like you're more than capable. Yeah, Cass is great with the deserts. Oh, God. 
We're not joking about that yet, then. Okay. The only problem being is that this is time-sensitive. I've been tracking a sandstorm. About to pass through that area within the next few hours. If you don't reach it in time, it's going to get buried and, well, we'll never find the damn thing. Luckily, finding it won't be difficult, as it has a tracking beacon on it. Okay. What are we looking for? In, you know, gear-wise... Uh, he pulls out basically another prototype tracker. It's just a small uh, green and white disc, and he hits the center of it, and it expands, uh, kind of separates apart, and makes out this high-pitched whine that Cass can't hear, but Garrick, with oh. your bat ears, oh. you definitely can, oh. and it just puts you right on the ground. I draw my blaster before I fall. At least give me that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm you don't sorry, have an extra friend. one of those, do you? Uh, to, to control me, you son of a bitch? No, he doesn't. <laughs> so, we assume it's not... If it's not operational right now, it's not making the sound. Correct. Uh, Garrick, what do you think? Well, sounds doable, but... um. Do the Tuscans know the purpose of this device that's currently down? I doubt savages like that could figure out what this is for. Well, Cass? Well, I reckon we need to get some speeders then. I've got you covered on that. For keeps? <laughs> I still need it for my work. <laughs> All right. Can't fault me for asking. So, you know, be careful with her. Of course. Just a T-51, nothing special. All right, we'll, uh... What do we say, we got a deal? I put my hand out to shake it. He shakes your hand? Once we once we get our new gear, at least. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. And he runs back to the back and brings out your sized armor. Well, Jawa-sized armor, but you're about <laughs> the same. That'll work. <laughs> and, you know, uh... We'll pop it on. Just like so, you know, while you're throwing it on, Cass is kind of looking over his new rifle and the new flechette launcher. And also, I should give you the stats on the flechette. Yeah. And did you say you wanted all five? Yeah. All right. So that's 2,500? 2,500 plus 1,500, which is 4,000 equal or even. And with the armor, we come out to 16,500 total. Thank you. So that was everything spent? Yeah, that was everything. As long as it's just the rifle, two sets of armor, and the gene lock. So you guys are at 30,000 credits. Cool. Slick. We went through that pretty quick. Can you really put a price on your safety, Colin? Good point. So your flechette rockets are going to be six damage. Six damage. Crit two. Short range. Blast five. This is short range? Blast Hmm. five. Vicious 2, and Limited Ammo 1. So you have five uses of this. Jesus, that really is going to turn people into soup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I'm very excited to turn people into soup. I hope it's Karana. (laughs) Well, you better save three. (laughs) If I only shoot shoot him with two, will he have a very, like, you know, rough death that's, like, slow and agonizing? Why not? Then yeah, I'll keep two. <laughs> Carve his name on them. Alrighty. 
so you guys are all getting set up. We get a shot of, you, of him taking you back to the T-51. And what Duo was doing during that time is, based on your role last time, you were just going to the closest junk shop you could find. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say you're walking. You're not quite towards the center of downtown. You're pretty close to your hangar. And you see a sign that says the Spacer's Ease. Gavit's Parts and Repair. And you see a large junk pile kind of towering over the building that you're about to walk into. I'd take a nice big deep breath through the nose and just go, ah, now this is the place for me. Right when you walk in, uh, just sort of the red lasers of a a machine just start scanning you. Give me a a perception check. Daunting. Uh, (laughs) Um, okay. (laughs) So you get for acting so aloof, you son of a bitch. I was acting aloof while not in a scene. What? <laughs> no, no. Last last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hold grudges. He does. I would have said emotionally troubled from the death of a brother, but you know, <laughs> I would have said prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only two failures and one threat. <laughs> so, it scans you. And this uh, kindly old Rodian woman, um, piercing blue eyes, uh, sort of appears out of nowhere to greet you. And she hobbles over. She's using a cane. She's got a hunched back. It's been a long while since we got a visitor. (laughs) What can I do for you? Dua's kind of shocked at the (laughs) disparity between high-tech lasers and old lady. Um... (laughs) Um, well, you know, I was looking for some parts, but I can see why people don't come back if this is the kind of welcome you give them. Oh, no, no, no. This machine, it just lets me know whether or not you're carrying a weapon. We get robbed quite often, and if I have to call my boys, I'll call my boys. (laughs) How many boys is your boys? (laughs) Oh, she kind of looking up in the air, is counting on her fingers, and as she passes ten fingers... (laughs) <laughs> she starts to count again like going through another idea. cycle <laughs> no it's i i mean no trouble i'm just me and some friends are visiting uh, the ship is a little bit busted up so i needed some parts oh do you have a list or do we need to go to the ship do i have a list <laughs> yeah i assume you on that data pad you had were just making a itemized list of everything that needed to be fixed Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to take her back. Uh, no, yes, here. I have, I have this data pad with everything that we need. She's looking through it. Oh, this is quite a lot. <laughs> but my boys should be home soon to help you with any repairs. Free of charge as long as you pay for the parts. We like to keep our customers happy. <laughs> Do his pride makes him want to say no, it's fine, but also just because he's never been off Solus probably, he kind of wants to have the ship working so um yes no that that would be fine she uh takes the data pad she takes a small thumb drive out sticks it into your data pad moves it all over and she hobbles over to a small astromech and plugs it into there and the astromech goes off into the junkyard looking for all the parts that you need just um out of curiosity if you have a ballpark estimate or a quote. It's a well, what we're looking at here, 
around 10,000. It would be quite a bit more expensive if we also repaired it, but like I said, we'll help you. You look you look new. Yes, I'm This is my first time on Tatooine actually. It's lovely. <laughs> we just hear the sound of a murder outside or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the parts will be delivered to your hangar, but it will take some time for the droid to find them. So, please feel free to come and go at your leisure. It's not like you can leave with a broken ship. <laughs> well, it, it it flies, so I'm, we could leave, but I I want to make sure everything's working properly. Yes, don't leave. We'll get it up and running for you. <laughs> is there any sort of like personality insight I can do with her just to make sure that we could roll like on the table Baba Yaga thing going on I mean yeah you, you can uh, do a perception against her discipline what kind of role is that <laughs> uh, that's going to be two challenge die and a difficulty die <laughs> I'm going to let it ride <laughs> <laughs> she seems very sweet you fool well, if it's all the same to you, I think I'll go back to the docking bay and uh, just get everything set up for whenever your boys are able to arrive. That sounds great. And I walk backwards out through the door. <laughs> the machine rescans you, it scares you, and you kind of quickly jolt out. <laughs> but at that time, I'll say that uh, you guys just got done with your shopping and you're getting into a speeder. Uh, Dua, you were walking out of this of the spacers ease i'd like to give the guys a quick call and just let them know that there will be people coming to help repair the ship so we can get it done quickly yeah go for the it guys you think we're that close <laughs> the people just who me. arrived on the same ship that i did <laughs> that's better hello Our strangers ship. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just give you both a quick comment to say um i managed to find parts for the ship uh and also some help for installing it so we can get done more more quickly great um good job yeah congratulations kid you did it what kind of what kind of timeline are we looking at um late evening i hope Cass, what do you think heading back soon or um well do we want to get that one thing done first or are we going to go back and Hang out with the ship until we get it done. Let's let's meet up. All right, let's go back to the ship. Hey, we'll be there in a few. I hang up on Dua. And you guys take your uh, Garvale speeder bike to the uh, to the ship. Yep. Yep. Cool. So nobody's that far away from uh, from your little landing pad. We'll say it takes about 15 minutes for you guys to meet all back up. Great. So the speeder bike pulls in. Uh, Dua beat you by a few minutes. So probably didn't give him enough time to do much. Um, so he's just waiting for you outside the ship. We'll pull up right next to him. Park the speeder. How much did that cost? <laughs> Free. Well, we have to do a job, but tools of the trade. You want in? Oh, um, well, we we should have the people from the junk store uh, coming by eventually, but how long do you think this would take? Looking at the coordinates, it'll probably take you about an hour to get there and an hour back. A few hours tops. I think that can work. Uh, I got a really weird vibe from the old Rodian woman who was running the store. 
And she kept on referencing that she has many boys who help her. <laughs> okay. Cass, do you know her? You sure you're not going to be one of her boys next? Uh, oh, Cass, shit, yeah. No, let's roll underworld knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> you got that skill last time, right? I do have talent? underworld. Yeah. Yes. So uh, go ahead and do it. I'm going to flip one of my destiny points to add one di- uh, difficulty die to it, or one uh, challenge die. So it'll be one challenge die and four difficulty. Ben, I'm getting some really bad vibes from this person. <laughs> yeah, I'm not liking how you're Actually, playing. Actually, uh, here's the thing. Tim, you may be, but Dua is not getting the bad vibes. <laughs> he failed that role. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to triumph from two failures. Hmm. Well, that's weird. You have no idea what Dua's talking about. Um <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. But I'm going to say as time passes with that triumph and as he starts to talk more about where he went, you're going to remember a similar situation you were in with Hosk years ago. But that's over time, so, like over the mission. Yeah. So right now I'm going to say you don't really trust Dua enough yet to really even truly listen to him like you hear old rhodian woman you're just kind of like what okay <laughs> lots of boys what uh garrick what did you get two failures yeah you have no idea <laughs> and it also doesn't remind me of anything no alarm bells at all i'm just like oh those boys sounds pretty good <laughs> get pretty much <laughs> well uh yeah i mean you you want to add out leave a comm number i i think that'll be fine let me uh lock the ship though uh they can start work on the outside hey while you're doing that and i'll grab the armor and toss it to him so it's called steel skin how heavy is this thing it's gonna be pretty heavy i use a repulsor to throw it to him no no i wasn't talking about like you throwing it i just mean like (laughs) dua never really took himself to be like the heavy duty guy so it's just like oh um think of it as armor and ankle weights (laughs) Uh, yeah, Duo will start to put it on. Cool. So it just goes on over your clothes, basically. And like I said, it will fit to you. So I almost want it to be like that Evangelion armor where you put it on, you just hit a button, and it just kind of form fits to your body. Okay, cool. But yeah, you guys got all your uh, your stuff that you want to do before you go head out and find this sonic emitter? I want to hide all the credits on the ship. Yeah, you can do that. All right. Let's uh, get ready, and I give you my hand so that you can help me into the speeder. (laughs) I'm going to do it because I think it's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) You don't, like, reach up with both arms, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that's, that's it. That's what we're used to now. So you put your little hands up in the air. He grabs you by your waist, sets you in the speeder. Yep. You have your new, do you have your little helmet on now? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm probably sitting on a couple phone books or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Duo comes back driving from, shoes. Duo comes back from the ship and says, uh, you know, my brother and I, we, we actually used to, you know, take some joy rides around in speeders like this. I can drive if you want me to. Oh, uh, yeah? 
let's uh let's test your skill and ben i would like to do an agility challenge here <laughs> okay how what would would we do like a a quick draw he doesn't have a weapon on him um <laughs> i got a hydro spanner or something <laughs> could there be like a a rock paper scissors kind of game i know there is one in star wars i just can't remember what they called it we just we take farkle because that's already a weird world word right and then we just change <laughs> Farkle. Uh, uh, fraggle no fraggle rock damn it <laughs> i love the idea of you doing a quick draw and then he doesn't have one and you're like looks like i'm driving <laughs> yeah 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 that can just it. happen <laughs> i'll just uh i'll i'll line up on you and uh wait what after are you saying let's test it about to draw down and what? then i'll do but it but i don't I'll, <laughs> I'll draw on him see how quickly he reacts what does you uh, like to what does uh since it's guns i'm using ranged light to to draw right yeah um i would be reacting with a force push <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you two uh, do that. I think just like instinctively thinking that Garrick is going to shoot him down because he's a crazy bat person, they would just go, no, wait, and then just, you know, accidentally push <laughs> because he doesn't have any training or anything, really. So, um, yeah, Ben, why don't you tell us how this goes down? So what, what doing... skill would you use for force push? Um, I believe it is a willpower check. Then do your willpower with a force die attached. And it would be against my ranged light. Is that what we're thinking? Yep. So I'm Tim. That'll be uh, five proficiency dice for me. Pardon? <laughs> it's a... Uh, or I guess if you're... who Who's the uh, challenger here? I think you are. <laughs> so I'm the prosecution. He's the defense. Yeah. And I will roll it. So I've got five proficiency against your what, Timmy? Uh, my willpower is two. So two purple and, and a, a force die. die. Yeah. And what's he, what's your alignment? Do we know yet? I mean, I would argue that he's probably a good person. So light side to begin with, but you know. All right, I'm a. I'm gonna roll it. Okay, so we've got one success for me, six advantages, and one light side. Well, since you're silhouette zero, um, I only need the one light side to be able to throw you. Hey, (laughs) forgot about my awesome silhouette rules. Oh, that's so cool. Except, like, in every case but this, that is. Yeah. (laughs) I uh I'm gonna be watching this and I'm just gonna like I'm gonna be flabbergasted that I'm gonna take a flask out and just have to drink it. Um so Ben Yeah I'm getting pushed, but I do succeed to draw quicker. Mm-hmm. With those six advantages, um when he pushes me, I accidentally fire and kill him. Oh man, sorry Tim. Alright, later guys. Just j- just playing, y'all. Um, what do you think, Ben? What do you want to happen there? Oh, man. Because this is a game that Cass has seen happen many times. So does push do any damage? It says that the damage is 10 times the silhouette, so it still would be nothing. But 
<laughs> that's pretty fun. <laughs> that's kind of, so like just like knocks the ankles out of Garrick for a second and just like face plants him. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say that you you fling him back into the speeder, and yeah, I'm, luckily I'm with his with new helmet. He doesn't take any damage. It doesn't hurt, but there's a definite clang of his of his head rocking back into the speeder. So how how far back am I falling? I'm going to say like five ten feet. Oh, I look at Cass. Uh, I'm so sorry, Garrick. Are you okay? My was... helmet's on, so he can't see my expression. Right? Yeah. I I look back at him from Cass. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Just a trip there, I guess. And I'll holster my blaster. Very cool. Um, yeah, you can drive if you want. I, but you won. So, I mean, what happened just now? I, uh, I'm totally silent. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I can drive. (laughs) Assuming that you just don't want to even broach the subject <laughs> uh ben when yeah. we went through the computers on solist did mm-hmm. we copy any of that information videos and stuff i believe Corona did oh damn that bad shit <laughs> he was the and one we on don't the have cop- we no. don't have copies of any of his stuff because he yeah got he to the shit before us right yep he wiped it I'll uh, I'll go sit in the back seat, or sorry, I'll lay down where R two D two lays down, even <laughs> though he has magnetic down. boots. Yeah, <laughs> Cass, what do you think of all that? I am, like I said, I I'm flabbergasted. I don't really know what to say. I don't think that Cass has seen too much of the Force other than with Movak, and so I think he's just like he's got the mask on, so you can't really see his face, but he's kind of jaw dropped, and he needs to. He just slowly pulls out his flask takes a sip of it and then hands it to garrick yeah i love that we're both just silent with our helmets on (laughs) so what happens from here the three of you get on the speeder bike uh cast you put the coordinates for the emitter on just the dash of the speeder and do a backs up pulls out and begins kind of weaving through the city it's a completely silent ride the only sounds are the speeder itself and you two passing a flask back and forth lifting up your helmets to drink and just kind of glancing over at dua just to kind of look at him and just finally realizing that he indeed does have the force and that is what the force looks like and dua is just eyes locked on the road the whole time Yep. Right. We we had discussed it before that we think this is a thing, not really understanding or necessarily believing it. I think now it's obviously there. It's obviously more powerful than we expected, and he obviously isn't afraid to use it mm-hmm. as much as I had thought he would be, or as much as Garrick thought he would be. I mean, and so I think the, the idea for thought me he is- was going to die. <laughs> I think no, yeah, for, yeah. for Cass is it it seems this is the first time I've ever seen him do any like do a do anything like that. And so it kind of seems a bit uncontrollable. So I think I'm a bit just nervous about it now. Yeah. Same. 
does your trust in him go down at all or are you just um we didn't trust him so no I don't, okay. I don't really know the kid. I can't really say I trust him or don't. I think it's just more of a, I'm, I'm a bit wary of him now. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a slight bit of fear. Yeah. 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 I can see it. I, I'll go with that. So as soon as Dua gets out of the city, he guns it, um, and starts heading to, uh, to that location and you're getting closer and closer. And just like in Mad Max, I want you to picture that wall of a sandstorm just kind of looming over the horizon i and speed up oh, you you speed up and it takes you um does Dua have like goggles or a mask or anything uh the t51 for... does have a windshield a windscreen okay okay cool oh and he's a he's a twi'lek right yeah he loves sand live on Just rubs it in yeah. his eyes <laughs> i've got those like alligator <laughs> eyelids yeah and you do literally have a an ability that makes you impervious to arid environments right i get a boost die actually oh shit there we go he likes it hot (laughs) (laughs) instead of money or society is based on how fat you can get because it's a sign that you're able to provide for yourself (laughs) (laughs) so you're heading straight towards this wall oh i'm sorry garrick what's up no I, i was just gonna say that Seeing the sandstorm, um, since I'm on the back, I'm just going to have my blaster in one hand and grab on to whatever I can with my other hand. Yeah, I'm going to say that there's just like a, a basic rope set up, yeah, like yeah. those elastic ropes that you'd like pull up to put something under mm-hmm. so it doesn't slide off. And I'll just off. wrap one around my off hand. Cool. So you're getting closer and closer to the wall and do a, you're probably hundred yards from the emitter and ahead of you um you see a small wreckage um it's beginning to be covered by sand as the the wind is being whipped up and the wreckage is just right outside a series of rock formations and as you pull up to the wreckage you see a small cave but you're here what do you want to do well first i'm going to ask garrick if he can hear anything do I hear anything, or is the sandstorm making that difficult to you? Uh, you definitely hear the sandstorm, but you don't hear like the emitter going off at all. Yeah. No, not yet. All right, so the emitter's down, Garrick. Uh, I think we should probably search and see what's going on with this wreckage right here, too. Yeah. So I'm going to get out of the speeder, and I'm going to go down and check it. All right, do a cover the ship, Cass. I'll cover you. And I'm gonna leave my I'm gonna leave my long range rifle in the speeder. I'm just gonna take my Nova Viper. Cool. So Cass, you walk up, and, you know, you kind of squat down, and you see just the back half of a civilian bark speeder, just kind of stuck in the ground. And as you're kind of brushing away the sand, you find a, a arm. An arm. Just an arm, just kind of poked out in the sand. Well, that can't spell anything good. What, what race is this arm? Um, it's kind of scaly, but has a nice furry tuft of hair on the on the top of the hand by the oh, knuckles. Oh God! Don't dig him up. It's an aqualish. I'm gonna yell that too. I'm gonna be like, guys, I found an arm. Just the arm. Just the arm. 
Yeah, you pull it out and you hold it up. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna <laughs> wave it above me. So it's gonna be a, a just imagine a Mandalorian waving an arm above him. Oh God, you're doing the Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and does anybody want to keep digging? I'm covering Cass if he wants to dig, because I mean, Cass, you have the the coordinates in your other hand, and it is right down below you. Just gonna just gonna keep digging then. Dua's gonna get out and go over to help Cass. I'm gonna give you a destiny point, Cass. So you keep digging. The further you get, the more pieces of some sort of humanoid creature um, start to appear. And the storm is getting closer and louder. You're actually starting to feel the breeze of the sandstorm as sand is sort of bouncing off of your armor. And you get to a scaly, hard surface. And as you kind of dust it away, an eye opens up. And it's yellow and black with a horizontal pupil. And the sand begins to shift under you. And the two of you begin to rise into the air as Garrick keeps looking up and up as he's staring into the eyes of a very young crate dragon. And it throws its head back and begins to screech as it prepares to attack. I start firing. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for updates on Highly Suspect and Bad Form. In case you weren't aware, we actually have a second series up on our website called Plausible Deniability. It's another Star Wars actual play ran by Tim Kamey and set in the Age of Rebellion era. So please feel free to go check that out. Our theme song is Far Apart by Airglow, and all of our background music was created by Alex Kahneman of TV Magic. Edge of the Empire is owned by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>